aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bass. And thank you for listening. David? Yes. How you doing? How am I doing? Um, I just asked. uh, And I hate with stalling. Okay. Um, Well, it's a weird time right now. It is Thursday. It is a Thursday in July. It is the first time since 2007 that I am not at Comic-Con on the Thursday of Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, I am going tomorrow. So by the time you, by the time you hear this, I have gone to Comic-Con, but uh, it is weird for Comic-Con to have started and I not be there. I've yeah. Like been like a Comic-Con guy for a long, a long time. And I think like last week I talked about not being as excited as past years. And then it started, it it's like not like Tuesday night, the night before it actually started and like realizing like, Oh, my friends who come in from out of town are like down in San Diego and I'm like not going to see them or I am going to see them, but I'm not, uh, it just, yeah, sank in how big a change it is. You're not going no. at all this year. Not at all. Must be difficult. Yeah. Um, as we are both big this dumb teaching job that people. I have, uh-huh. uh, said, <laughs> Hey, we're going to need you. Sorry. If they're listening, which hopefully they're not, uh, the job is great. I'm very happy to have it. Uh, but they said, oh, we're going to need you on this day. And so it's like, all right, well, we, I guess I won't go to Comic-Con. And then a few days ago, they're like, yeah, we don't need you on that day. Right. So and By then it was too late. By then it was too late. So I'm just going to be hanging out and watching movies. Yeah. You could, you could drive down to San Diego. Don't tell right? me what to do. All right. <laughs> just for uh, the day. No, I already have my, uh, my days scheduled now. For okay. Next. Uh, let's pay some bills. Absolutely. So, David, I've got great news for you. Movie's latest theatrical release, Ryuchi Sakamoto Koda is playing around the country. The film is about Oscar-winning composer Ryuchi Sakamoto, uh, who is also an electropop pioneer, a social activist, and an actor. He's a legend who's worked with uh, filmmakers Brian De Palma and Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, and musicians like Madonna and David Bowie. So it's a film all about him. Uh, all about him. It is currently playing at New York's Film Society of Lincoln Center. It will soon be playing in Atlanta, Tucson, San Francisco, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Albuquerque, Portland, San Diego, and more. Uh, so to find out more about the film, just go to coda, C-O-D-A, dot com. I can't wait, because I've been a Ryuichi Sakamoto fan since I saw Merry Christmas, Mr. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, probably almost, oh, okay. almost 20 years ago, which yeah. he is, is in and also did music for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm a big fan of him. Okay. Good job, uh, Mubi. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what else we got? You, did you do give the whole thing? That's the, that's, that's the movie ad today. You, did you didn't say, like, go to movie.com? No. And this use is, the offer code pretension? No. They wanted... Or it's Battleship. Wa- Battleship Preten- Pretension. That's our podcast. They wanted us to push their theatrical release. Okay. And that is what I have done. Coda.movie.com. Okay. Are you in some sort of uh, is this like a negotiating still made thing between you and movie? Look, what I'm saying is, if they want me to say more, no, it's <laughs> no, it's fine. This is this is what we're going to be doing. All right. Well, um, movie's great. Um, let's yeah. just talk about them all day. And that's the thing is they uh, do they do a theatrical. Usually, it's like one or two theatrical releases a year. Okay. And so they want us to focus on that. Of course, everybody knows about their awesome streaming service, which has 30 movies uh, at any given time. Uh-huh. And yes, you can get a free month of movie uh-huh. if you go to movie.com slash battleship. Right. Uh, but 
the thing to really focus on is their theatrical release. Of the Ryuichi Sakamoto documentary. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, I want to tell you, no surprises or changes here. I want to tell okay. you about tweakedaudio.com, which is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I both use them each and every day of our lives today. I was, of course, listening to the four new Chance the Rapper uh, tracks that dropped uh, yesterday. Um, Why are you saying it like that? Are you trying to seem like a cool dad? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, yeah, it just seems like I was like, if I say the four new Chance the Rapper songs that came out, I sound lame. Sure. If I say tracks that dropped, I also sound lame, but in a way that I know that I sound lame. Right. I guess right. is the idea. Got it. Um, You're making sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, they they sound they sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. Uh, they're available at a low low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension all right what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day so what makes a life a good one in the coast guard we think it's all of the above and more you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tyler? Yes? Let's bring on our guest. All right. He's a repeat guest, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Two, two moves uh, for Tyler. That's I'm right. still living in the same place, but uh, we have moved the Battleship Retention Studios. Yes. Two times uh, since the last time uh, he was here, but um, he's back. He's got a podcast he didn't have then, so we'll have something to talk about then. The podcast is called Yelling About Pate, and it's Carl Hess. Oh my God! Thank you for having me, guys. Thank it's, you for coming. It's great back. to be here. I'm sorry that you had to see that awkwardness in regards. No, to I like that. That's the repartee. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> good natured ribbing between friends. That's what it's all about. I don't guys. Know good natured is what it was, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you really threw me off there. Is all I'm saying. I'm Sorry. Yeah. Admittedly, there is a very specific rhythm to our and, ads. And also, yes. I'm. You guys are pros. I can see that. You know, sure. I, it's been I a while. Wait, I have to wait for you to finish for me to start. Right. So I'm just like sitting here waiting for you to get to the part that I right. think is the end of the ad, yeah. and you're just staring at me like. Like uh, yeah. it is like a, like a and this freak. is what the fans love. They're like you're fighting about the ads again. <laughs> this is the stuff that we want. This is the content we're here for. I say or go to battleshipretention.com or, or go to movie.com slash battleship to redeem now. And that's, and that's, and that's my cue. Yes. So you didn't give me my cue. I sorry. mean, you, I've I've done some voiceover ads. You guys are on the pro level. Let me tell you. Honestly, <laughs> I'm. Uh, you mentioned you said that, but I'm like I'm usually kind of mumble mouth to begin with. No, no, you got it. You got a smooth baritone. It's like butter over here. Don't I sell feel, yourself short. But I feel especially mumble mouth today because before I came here, I had a uh, uh, Korean beef barbecue bowl mm, okay. across the street. It All was, the blood is down there digesting. But also, it was super salty. Sure. And I feel sure my mouth is all also there's sorrow because you're not at Comic-Con and your heart feels sure, that that's it. Yeah. It, it feels yeah. the pull yeah. of like, San Diego my is here, but my heart, my heart is, is in San Diego. <laughs> in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I left my heart on the convention room floor. <laughs> um, so how have you been? I've been great. Am, am I the longest interval guest? I don't know. Um, because I feel like it, like the last time I did the show was like literally four years ago. Yeah, it might be. 
Okay, uh, so there there was a guy that we had on a long time ago, and he hasn't actually been on the podcast since, but he was on a commentary talking about Predator. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just claim that I'm okay, the longest okay. interval yeah. guest, no, and I'm very happy to be back. Yeah. Okay. And you, uh, you are. It, it's great to be here. But now I want to break that record. Now I want to go back and get right. somebody. Dig up some crappy uh, early guests. They're like, really? You want me on again? No, well, we need you said out to Algernon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we need is the people who have like gone on to like, because uh, we used to have Joel Church Cooper on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, right. now he's like a big You know, I just watched... Um, uh, what's his, his show? Yeah, what's it called? The Hank Azaria is. Yeah, I'm drawing show. a blank on the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Brockmire. Brockmire. Okay. Yes. I just watched it. It's funny. Yeah. I, I liked it. I did not know until just now that, uh, not, not just now, but like actually a few weeks ago, that uh, Joel, Ch- Joel Church Cooper was behind that. Yeah, and I, kn- I knew his sister. She's a comedy agent, and, mm-hmm. and I knew who he was through her. Jenny, she's great. And then, yeah, I, I had multiple people recommend that show, and I, I finally just had like some down days, and I was like, I, I love Hank's area. Like, you mean like sad days? Like you were feeling oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about not leave your bed depression, folks, <laughs> in case anyone was wondering. But no, I, I had people recommend it, and I love Hank Azaria. Like, you know, I'm, sure. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's so funny in the birdcage. Sure. Uh, just, a, just a very capable actor in, uh, all across the board. So I was like, I'll watch this show. What is it about alcoholic Hank Azaria? It sounds funny. I don't, I'm not like a sports guy at all, but like, uh-huh. it's not really about that. It's a fun fucking show. Yeah. Man, and Pete's funny. Uh, like, there's this young kid. It's, it's good. What was the name of his show? Huff. Huff. Which was not a bad show. What was Huff? Huff had a great first season, and a, it had a classic drop-off. Yes. I, I recognize the name, but I, I, I don't... He was... So, uh, he played a, a West L.A., like, Santa Monica, uh, very expensive therapist. Yeah. And in the opening... Oh, was that on, like, HBO or Showtime? Uh, Showtime, yeah. And in the yeah, opening, Showtime just never got it right. <laughs> the beginning of the pilot, he... Um, uh, one of his... Um, Patients commit suicide in front yes. of him, and so okay. the rest of the show is okay. him sort of spinning off. And his wife is played by Paget Brewster. Yeah, Paget. His best friend is played by Oliver um, Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Love, is, love some Oliver Platt. Yeah. His mother played by Blythe Danner. Yeah, and his son played by the late Anton Yelchin. Yeah, this is an all star cast. That was a great cast. That that is a very solid, and a very good first season, and then yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I never I never watched that show. Um, did Showtime? Okay, let's think. What are the good Showtime? That's what I'm saying. I, I've never had Showtime. Like I remember getting HBO. I never had HBO growing up. I got it after college and immediately like got deep into Sopranos. Caught up and then watched the Sopranos as it was happening. I remember watching yeah. the finale. Me too. And besides Seinfeld, that was the only. Or Breaking Bad, more recently, that was, that was like the only show where it was like a cultural touchstone, and everyone was watching it because it's like now we're all watching things on streaming. Not everyone's watching right. a season of something together, but like with Seinfeld and Sopranos, it was like everyone was fucking watching that shit. And obviously not yeah. everyone, but like it felt like a cultural moment yeah. where people were like together and to I guess see that's what was going to happen. Game of Thrones is now, but I don't watch Game of Thrones. I, I, I like Game of Thrones, and, and I guess it is like that. That's the only show where it's so popular that yeah. it's like it's it's in the culture. People are talking about, it, people are tweeting about it, and every episode right. or something happens. Because your other shows that are like the Netflix shows, you aren't like what, people right, watch them at their own pace. Yeah, exactly. So like, you yeah, have to wait until I, yeah, I would say besides to talk about Stranger Things or uh, yeah. Stranger Things, but Glow right uh, is great because some people watch it strung out, some people watch it all in one yeah. go. Yeah, besides Breaking Bad, out, yeah, just uh, completely. 
really right. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are shaking and sweating. Yeah. I got it. I need more eighties nostalgia. And with that Stranger Things right in my vein. Uh, when I want to go back, are there good Showtime shows? I will go to well, back I, for Brotherhood. Brotherhood. I, I don't even know what that is. I, I've I've uh, never even heard of that. It's it, um, it's it uh, was kind of the Irish Sopranos, which is to say, not how have I never heard of the show? Fun. It takes place in uh, Providence, Providence, Rhode Island, and it's about uh, two brothers. One is a city like politician and one is, is a it good? gangster it is good it's, it's heavy good. stuff I, I, it's like sopranos that if sounds there were rad. no yeah. jokes I, in it okay when did, was that in like the 90s uh, no, early 2000s mid 2000 2003 like, it only had like what three seasons three seasons yeah huh. okay. and it had jason isaacs and Jason Clark, it's probably the Jason thing Clark kinda, rules. Yeah, it's probably the thing that launched. Oh my god, I got to the first thing I saw. Jason Dude, Clark. I got to watch this. Yeah, Jason yeah. Clark, Providence gangsters, politicians. Yeah, I'm on board. He's the politician. Okay, yeah, he's the politician. Jason, Jason Isaacs, Isaacs is, yeah. is the. Gangster. He was in that show that was like a Chicago cop show that lasted for like a season. You'll need to be more specific. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Why are there so many shows in oh, Chicago? Wait. Okay, was that the one? Um, it, it was, was the, the guy who did the Shield. Yeah. It was his follow-up, and it only lasted a season. I think so. The Shield's one of my favorite shows. Okay, I'm a big I'm a big Shield fan. I think The Shield takes two and a half seasons to get good. Okay, and then it gets good. Okay, but that's it's, fair. It's a I will say ask. I never recommend it to people because I don't because I feel like because The Shield is about it's two seasons of Michael Chiklis doing bad shit, right? And then it's five seasons of him not trying not to get caught for the right. stuff he did and the, the trying not to get caught is way more dramatic right once all the shit builds up and then he's <laughs> it, trying yeah. to avoid the downfall I will say I think it has one of the best final seasons oh, yeah. of any yeah. show and best series finale of any I, show and here's my other thing about the shield and yeah the series finale is great to me the penultimate episode Yes, is the highlight of the show. That whole last season. I mean, even yeah. the last two seasons. I just, I just love that show. I only saw the first three. Oh, <laughs> you didn't even because I worked. Because here's the thing: I worked at a blockbuster, and we had the first three seasons on DVD. Okay. So that's what I watched, and then I didn't have FX, so I yeah. just stopped after that. And it's like, oh, so I missed out on Forrest Whitaker, Glenn Close. Oh my god, so like, much good stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing about that show is when you go back and watch it, the music choices do not hold up. Uh-huh. The show holds up, but like you're like, wow, this, these are Fair. bad. This is bad. 2000s, yeah. But I, I that was a great show that was on it like started around the time that I moved to Los Angeles and it was cool to see a show that looked it wasn't like Palm Trees and the Venice yes. like Boardwalk. It looked like the Los Angeles where I lived. Yeah. Like they never shot any further west than like Hollywood sometimes. I live in Echo Park. Echo I've Park. lived in Echo Park for ten years and you can see like every yeah. single scene. You're like, I know where that is, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It does feel like when when this film about corrupt cops dealing with criminals, when it takes place in the world that you live in, you <laughs> need to move. <laughs> it does feel well, like here, here's, here's something on that. I live on the street that's on the top of the hill overlooking downtown, mm-hmm. and it's the street where they shot Training Day. Oh, oh good. So... Like, Which part, like where Scott Glenn? So when they come out of the house and there's that like panorama of downtown, okay. that's the house okay. because it has this really nice view of like the skyline. Okay, but it's funny because like you know Uber drivers will come pick me up and like like most people will be like, wait a second, and then they're like, <laughs> it's it's funny because like people recognize it, you know. That was such a good movie. Yeah, that is that a very was. good movie. Um, I haven't seen that in a long time. It's it's, it's ready for a rewatch. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see Denzel as the bad guy. 
he never still, plays the bad still guy. Still as charismatic as. Oh uh, no, he's amazing and, and a bit over the top, I would say, but in the best possible way. Right. Like that King Kong. He, he cocks it on. He me. cocks a yeah. shotgun. He's like, you know, I'm surgical with this bitch. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, Oh, that's what, you know what uh, reminds me of, uh, we'll get to the topic, but, uh, training day, do you remember back when we first moved to Chicago, you were mm-hmm. mad at me about training day Yeah, why? because this was a time in your life. I, now I, as soon as I got my driver's license, I started going to movies alone and I still mm-hmm. mostly go to the movies alone. This was a time you were not yet doing that. Right. And, and then I, living with you forced me to do it. Yeah. Because I didn't, because he wouldn't reason, go with it. I didn't want to see training day. Yeah. And so you missed it in theaters. We both did. Uh, and then when it came out on DVD, I rented it from the video store. I watched that uh, where I worked and I, and I loved it. And I remember the Gene Siskel film center, they would do widescreen Wednesdays where they were focused yeah. on movies that were shot in two, three, five shot in scope or whatever. And they were showing training day. And I was like, Oh, that'd be a fun one to see in the theater. And you're like, would it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I said four years ago. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Oh, before we get off, we are off this topic, but, uh, I'm not sure if this is your speed, but, uh, speaking of greatest series finales, yes. my personal favorite is the series finale of angel. I don't know if you watched that show. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's oh, wait. Bu- the Buffy spinoff. Okay. With David yeah. Boreanaz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, what happens? I'm not going to tell you. He uh, fucking <laughs> becomes an angel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's that's always been my favorite. So let's talk about Yelling About Pate. Let's talk about it. Um, um, what is it? How did it come to be? Yelling About Pate is a comedy food podcast that I host with an executive chef. He is the executive chef of The Wallace, which is a restaurant in Culver City. We've been friends for a long time. I met him years ago when I was first starting stand-up, and I was working at a nightclub, and he was working at the kitchen there. And I'd always kind of want to start a podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, it's almost like a joke because like every comedian has a podcast, you know, it's like, and I was always kind of like the one person in my group of friends that didn't have one. Uh So it's always kind of like a punchline that every fucking stand up in LA has a podcast. And I, you know, I was like, I wanted to start one, but I never had that like specific angle, you know, like you guys have movies and there's ones where like comics talk about sports. And of course there's a lot of ones where it's just fucking friends bullshitting and that's fine. Those can be good too. But like, I, I knew I wanted to start one, but I never had the angle and and then I think I realized I think I was just drinking with him one night at the restaurant and I was just like I'm thinking about like starting a podcast about food because you know I've always loved food and you know like, it's like something I'm passionate about I was like that's what this podcast should be and, I, and he was like well what would it be and I was like I don't know <laughs> I, I was like it'll probably just be fucking me drunk yelling about pate and he's like that actually sounds pretty good <laughs> and I was like alright I'm gonna start it and then I was like well, why don't you just be my co-host and he's like alright and, and that's how it started so what is the, I, I sadly have not heard it because apparently I don't live I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, you don't listen. Who does? Um, Who does really? A lot of people. I don't know any of them. Mostly because I only know. It's like stand-up comedy. You go to stand-up comedy show and there's like the crowds full. You're like, people like this. (laughs) Yeah. Who goes to stand-up comedy shows? I don't know. People do. (laughs) Um, So what is the? Is there a specific format? Like, in what way do you just talk? Do you talk about food? Do you like try out a different restaurant every time, or do you just say, hey? 
bugles. Well, what do we think about bugles? <laughs> it's it's not highly structured like this podcast. Okay. This is a professional podcast. We don't even have, you guys got mic stands. We don't even have mic stands. <laughs> We're swinging the mics around. It's basically you, like. Were you being sarcastic when you said highly structured like this podcast? <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are doing ads. You have mic stands. That's There's, true. Yeah. You have custom mouse pads with your with your logo on That's it right true. here. I mean, this is. But in terms of structure, I mean, this is the ostensibly an episode about food movies in which we talked about the shield for like right. 10 minutes. And uh, we're getting back to the shield because yeah. this whole episode is going to be about shield. No, I actually like this model and that's kind of what we follow. Like okay. it's very loose. We're, we usually are either interviewing a comedian or a chef. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like we have a chef who's cool that we like and we're bullshitting and having fun and, and having them tell fun stories and talking about mm-hmm. chef stuff. Or it's like a comedian who's funny and passionate about food talking about food have you had Wayne Fetterman on no I don't know Wayne I know who he is I know he's a longtime stand-up uh, I, I'm not personally acquainted okay. is he a big food guy no he's a sort big, of uh, fast food guy yeah Okay, well, it's we've had Nick place. Weiger from the Doughboys podcast. Sure. They have a chain restaurant podcast, yeah. which is very funny. And they're actually the closest. Like, when I was thinking of starting the podcast, I started listening to some other... I'm not a big podcast guy either. So I started listening to, like, some food podcasts. And the only one that's about food and actually funny is Doughboys. Yeah. Doughboys is a fucking great podcast. But it's chain restaurants, so it's yeah, very yeah. specific in its focus. And they review a chain every time. So, yeah, we've had Nick on. We talked about fast food. Uh, but yeah, most of the food stuff, there's tons of food content. Obviously there's tons of food podcasts, but like most of them weren't like funny. I mean, yeah. I, I was just like, we could be funnier than this. Yeah. Cause cause those aren't trying to be funny. You know, they're not sure. That's not yeah. the goal of those podcasts. But I mean, there's ones that are kind of doing it. There's one called food is the new rock where they interview musicians about food hmm. and they've had some comedians on and it's a very popular podcast. So, you know, there's, I'm not like breaking new ground, but I think we're the only podcast that's a chef and a comedian. So in a way we're breaking a lot of new ground. Sure. <laughs> sure. So what, uh, what are some restaurants in the Los Angeles area that I should be checking? Well, I live over by Dodger stadium. I live in echo park. So I'm around that echo park. Silver Lake downtown Highland park, Koreatown area. That's not to say I won't travel for great food. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going out to San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. I'll go down to the West side, but like I'm kind of ensconced. So, you know, I, I, I kind of just get on my, things that I like. Yeah. Um, now what's your take on say barbecue from Tyler, Texas? Hmm. <laughs> well, I would say the best barbecue I've ever had has been in Texas. I'm a huge fan of the beef centric Texas style. Okay. So like, you know, going to like Salt Lake outside of Austin where it's all about like brisket and beef sausage. Brisket is probably my number one okay. when it comes to barbecue. Like I grew up, um, my my grandfather was Jewish, you know. The Jews love their brisket, so my mom would make brisket, and we didn't get a lot of meat at home. My parents were very healthy; we never had red meat at home. But the brisket was the exception. Mm. So, like from a, a, from childhood, brisket has been my number one. So when I finally got down to Texas and saw like what they're all about, barbecue eyes, I really appreciated the fact that it's super beef centric, mm-hmm. and you get that good Texas brisket and the beef. Link. I mean, I, I love pork sausage, but that beef, huh? that beef link from Texas, hard to fuck with. Well, I've got good news. Tyler's for you. got good news for you. Okay. Yes. 
uh, with, not a stone's throw from this house, there is a ridiculously named restaurant called Dr. Hogley Wogley's Tyler, Texas. I've heard of it. It is delicious. Okay. You're three minutes from it. Oh, great. We're out here in North Hills, California, folks. (laughs) Deep Valley. No, I've heard it and I've heard that it's good because there's this guy... We recently had him on the podcast. Shout out to Burt Bachman. Great guy. He is just this real estate dude who started making brisket in his driveway in Studio City and just like threw himself into it, started like an Instagram. There's all these like Instagram pop up things now. Became huge on Instagram, got a custom smoker, and now he does like 500 pounds of brisket a week and sells it to fucking strangers out of his driveway. He's about to open a restaurant in Hollywood with a big restaurant group. So I we went out to try it because we kept hearing about it and seeing it on Instagram. You know, he's got like 20,000 followers now. Get out there. He's got a fucking custom smoker made from a pro t- propane tank that's like taking up half his driveway. You know, fucking driveways full of strangers. This is this is the best brisket. I mean, besides maybe like one or two spots in Texas, this brisket fucking blew me away. Because brisket is the hardest thing to make because you have to like be there overnight to tend the fire. You can't just like set it and forget it and be like, I'm going to sleep. It's like, no, you have to stay up all night keeping the heat, feeding the fire, making sure that, you know, the temperature is constant, all that shit. Now, is this stuff that you knew already, or do you know it because of your chef co-host? Is mm. it like, you said you were passionate about food. Like, is this the kind of thing that you just knew? It sounded like you grew up in a brisket family. So this, certainly- I always like loved eating, mm-hmm. but like even in college, I moved out here to go to school. I grew up in Philly, moved out to LA for school. And like, even in school, I, you know, I loved eating, but I didn't like, I ate like garbage. Like I ate like Subway and like Panda Express all the time. Like I didn't have a car. I was in a, a, a bubble of the college. Sure. I didn't explore LA. I didn't know about LA's, LA's culinary scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't like realize how much good shit was out here. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm in college. I eat fucking garbage food. Like, like I was excited about Del Taco because I didn't ever have that on the <laughs> East Coast. I was like, ah, there's a new fast food place, you know? Like, yeah, we went to fucking Panda Express, Subway, you know, like local sandwich shops. I started like getting into tacos a little bit. There was like a stand, but like it wasn't until after I graduated and got a car that I started really appreciating. Also, I went to Asia like after college, went to Vietnam, Thailand, really like changed my whole shit up. I'm remembering now last time you were on the show, um, which I think was, must've been more than four years ago. It was like six years ago. Yeah. It was like 2012. How long has your guys podcast been going? Since 2007. Wow. Um, like a battleship that won't go down. You had just recently, (laughs) you had just recently come back from carnival, right? Yes. And I had, no, I think what it was, I had just gotten back from Buenos Aires where my little brother was living at the time. And I went to Mexico city, Colombia, and then down to Argentina. Did you eventually go to Brazil? No, I never Did, went to Brazil. Maybe that's what we were talking about, because I had just come back from Mardi Gras. Uh, okay. And we were talking about... Maybe that's what it was. Uh, go to the archives. Yeah. To the yeah. archives. So Let's been, play Because my first Mardi Gras was 2012, so that must have been uh, six years ago. Yeah. Um, I've sadly never been, but I always wanted to go. Um, so, Philly. Food. Where in Los Angeles can I get a good cheesesteak? You know, there's a place in Silver Lake called Booze Cheesesteaks. Could, could picture the sign. That place is fucking great. Yeah? It's like full on, like they get the Amoroso rolls, this like specific type of roll from Philly. The, every, everything's right. I, yeah. I can't recommend Booze highly enough. 
Yeah. Uh, that uh, that building used to be a Thai place that looked highly suspect. Yeah. It's so like there's that. Apart. And then they opened a second location in Koreatown, which I think is still open, oh. but it might have closed. Not sure. And then there's also like a truck. That's called like South Philly Experience, which okay. was good. But booze is like fully legitimate, like okay. what you would find at a Philly. Yeah, I've never been to Philly, so uh, I mean, cheese steaks are great. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's not something I eat on a regular basis. I mean, yeah. I sure used to. And where in Los Angeles can I get some good scrapple? You know, <laughs> is there anyone that I fucking that? love scrapple? Most people probably don't even know what scrapple is. If you grew up in Pennsylvania, I mean, the Philadelphia area or Jersey or Maryland, because I know scrapple. So, you first know, and in, from John Waters in New Jersey, there's like a bitter, like cr- cross state rivalry about what to call it in Northern Jersey. They call it Taylor ham, but that's different. No, than, it's than scrapple, but th- it's, it's all basically the same shit. Okay, but Taylor Ham and Pork Rolls. Right. That's the same thing, but a different name. Okay. And that's very similar to Scrapple. But there's also multiple iterations of it throughout different German communities in the country. Um, The the Philadelphia iteration is Scrapple. And, yeah, it's pork scraps that's filled out with, like, you know, like bulk bulk wheat and cornmeal uh, fried out. It's fucking delicious. It looks delicious. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, you can't really get scrapple out here. Uh, something that I had recently that was fantastic, that was somewhat analogous. There's a restaurant in Koreatown called Here's Looking at You. Okay. Not a Korean restaurant. Happens to be in Koreatown. Uh, amazingly inventive, cool restaurant. They have a pork blood cake, which is basically, I think, that same style. It's cornmeal thickened with pork blood and then it's fried off and they serve it with like a fried egg on top and it's very scrapple like it's got that okay deep porky flavor but it's also got that like crispiness from the frying so and if you're in the mood for blood i i love blood first of all (laughs) i'm a huge fan of blood sausage morcia very traditional spanish thing i'm a big fan of spanish food when Night Market Song, a Thai place, opened in Silver Lake, on their opening menu, they had blood soup. And it was basically, like, just full on a bowl of pork blood. <laughs> and, like, oh, wow. nobody ordered it. Like, I ordered it, like, a couple times, and they're like, nobody orders this. They took it off the menu. I was going to say, I don't remember seeing that Blood, on I feel like, is a very polarizing thing, because it has that minerally irony tang to it. Yeah. And some people love it. It's the same thing as eating liver. It has that minerality because it's like that's where the minerals are. Okay. Like some people love it. And then some people it's just like it's immediate turnoff. Um, so bl- blood's the same way. But if you have a good blood sausage, like Spanish blood sausage, oh, that's good. Did you see that, uh, that SNL sketch written by John Mulaney about ordering lobster at a diner? No. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it is quite delightful. Check it out. Oh, my God. Mulaney's so funny. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to try that blood soup. You I should. Like, well, the I blood like soup's bloody. off the menu. Try the blood cake, and here's okay. looking at you. Besides that, I feel like there, there's stuff you could find that would be somewhat similar. But, yeah, Scrapple is such like an East Coast thing. You bring it up, people have no idea what the fuck. Like, scra- Scrapple, the game? No, I'm talking about pork cake. It's in... <laughs> It's in the it's in the uh, the John Waters movie A Dirty Shame, which is yes. not a good movie. But okay, uh, Tracy Ullman is like making scrapple in like the opening scene of the movie. Uh, and then also there's a I guess you'd call him like an alt alt country type guy named Robbie Folks who okay. did an entire song about scrapple, okay. which is mostly him listing 
towns in Pennsylvania. Yes, <laughs> and it's very. Him and then singing Scrapple. My it's, my it's dad fun. grew up in Lancaster County, which is about an hour outside Philly. You know, it's like well, it's known for the Amish, but there's like you know deep Germanic roots. You know, my family's very German, gone back. You know, Hess is back to like 1700. So it's like it's that shit. It's like that deep kind of rural Germanic PA tradition that it it definitely comes out of. You know, frying up the scraps, using yeah. everything that you yeah. can. Very like farmer rustic shit. Um, Delicious though. I, we, we should talk about movies, I guess. I, yeah, want to, I, I just want to ask you about Los Angeles restaurants. Uh, I'm here to field oh, any okay. and all queries. I, it's your guys' podcast. Whatever you want to do. What's what's a great restaurant you've been to recently? Besides, here's looking at you. Oh man, there's you know. There's this place in Echo Park called Subaki. I love Japanese food. Obviously, L.A. has a wealth of Japanese places. Uh, this place is it's an izakaya style. So in Japan, an izakaya is a place where you drink sake and eat small plates. Okay. It's basically like Japanese tapas. It's, it's drinking-focused food. Um and it's just they, they just like get everything right you know it's like there's there's that thing with the restaurant it's the same thing with the movie it's like there's so many disparate elements that have to come together yeah that and and when they're all like singing and working in perfect harmony it's like that's a beautiful thing uh so subaki has become just an immediate fave just it's small the food is fucking fantastic the sake selection and wine selection is fantastic the ambiance is fantastic the hospitality is fantastic uh, i'm obsessed with it if it wasn't so expensive i'd go there all the time oh, yeah. it's a little bit pricey i'm doing the finger thing the yeah. finger thing means money yeah i can't uh, i have a uh a, 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 i like to go out to eat but i will not i, I that's the thing i'm comfortable spending spend. the large majority of my income on food yeah <laughs> i've, I've committed cool. to that so that's just what i'm doing now i'll go to nice places if someone else is taking me for works which work happens sometimes right uh, uh last not the last time i was in las vegas for work i got uh, taken out to the Jean George Steakhouse at the Aria. Ooh, that was great. Von Gerichten. Uh Who's that? That's Jean George Von Gerichten. That's oh, his okay. name. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's one of the world's biggest chefs. Yeah. So that was fantastic. I mean, there's nothing better than getting treated to a free meal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when you know the person who's paying isn't actually paying; their company is paying. So you have right. no guilt. Putting it on the company card feels <laughs> yeah. good. Not that I've ever done that. No, but yeah, not. I don't have a company card, but the uh, person who's I, I imagine that it yeah. feels quite nice. Yeah, we should nice. we should have a company card for Battleship. Production. Yeah, can't you write shit off? You're talking about movies. You're talking about you, that's sure, that's we, research for the podcast. Sure. Yeah, we yeah uh, we we probably need to get a lawyer or something. Right. Yeah. Figure out some right. steps. Have you um, been to Saddle Peak? Uh, is it ranch or lodge? No. I don't remember. No, but it's, it's in Malibu. I've, I've heard of very, it. It's out in the mountains. It's very expensive, but it is delicious. Oh, okay. so here's the thing. I, I rarely make it to the west side. That's the, there's, okay. that's the thing. There's so many... LA is like so LA is like eight cities LA is like a mega city so there's so many places that like I hear about they're on the west side it's like I'm never gonna go there yeah especially like in Santa Monica and Beverly Hills these like rich expensive ass places which I'm sure are great but it's um, like "Ah, I I don't really care about that I was gonna ask you to come up to the valley obviously you do for podcasts Mm -hmm. but um you're right only for podcasts um there's I haven't been yet but there's a Barrel and Ashes, which is a you barbecue know, place. In everyone City. always speaks very highly of Barrel and Ashes. Apparently, it's like high end barbecue, though. Okay. Oh, so it's like it's not just like a barbecue place. It's like a, it's like a nice restaurant that's doing barbecue. Okay, but I'm not against that. Yeah, I will fucking that's in Studio City, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Studio City's got some nice. Studio City's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's like where like fucking um, Clooney lives. Uh, Black Market Liquor Bar is a toppest place. I've, that's I've been good. to Black Market Liquor Bar. Great establishment. Um, and then there's a um, there's another one that I like that I'm forgetting the name of. Oh well, another small plates place. Laurel Tavern over there. Uh, no, yeah, I've been there. Uh-huh. Um, 
Oh, the Bellwether. Uh, Bellwether's awesome. Ted was yeah. one of our first guests on the podcast, actually, because really? he's good friends with my co-host, Joel. Uh, Bellwether fucking rules. Yeah. If I lived in Studio City, that's like, it's like one of those neighborhood gems. Like, yeah. you know, it's not cheap, but it's not like expensive. It's just like a good, solid fucking neighborhood restaurant. You yeah. got to have one of those near you. Yeah. Otherwise, your life sucks. Uh, all right. Let's talk about his movies. Uh, I... I, I can't believe Tyler that this is a, this is our 592nd episode. Of, what? Uh, not of, not including all of the many many wow. bonus, bonus episodes wow. we do almost almost every week. Um, I don't, have we never done food movies? I feel I, like we have. I swear I, we have. And yet I couldn't find it in the archives. Well, the right. thing is, like, besides documentaries. It's hard to have like a food like there's there's movies that have food as elements of them and maybe focus on food, but like. Like most great food movies, I would say would be like a documentary. Um, well, yeah, the, except for that one French movie about all those guys who eat themselves to death. Um, which you know, one is you that? know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so there's this French movie. I think it's from the '60s. It's called like Le Grand Buffet or some shit, uh-huh. and it's about these guys who, like, I guess they are tired of life. They're 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 weighed down with ennui and they, and they want to end it all. So they rent a mansion and they drink and fuck and eat themselves to death over the course of a weekend. So they go like all out on booze, food, and sex to the point of death. And that's the movie. Uh, we talked about it in like film good. class in college. Sounds I think we like, watched part of it at one point. Um, okay, so yeah, there are a lot of documentaries on here uh, on my on my my list that I threw together. But there are here's why I feel like a fraud though. Why the two two of the big food movies that always come up on these lists I've never seen. Okay, and that's Big Night, um, which is uh, I think Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci play. Are they brothers who own a restaurant? Yes. Or they just own a restaurant. Yes. Have you I'm, seen it? I've never yes. even heard of that, but I love both those actors. Um, so and it, was, seen. it was it was written and directed by Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott. Wow. Uh, so oh, yeah, sure. it's but it's a very good movie, and that's the thing is like I in making my own list, I, I actually stayed away from documentaries. I wanted to make, I just wanted it to be narrative films, and which the camera like understands that, you know, if it were if we were watching like. Uh, a musical biopic or something like that, then that means like the camera, uh, we're going to have to listen very much to uh, the creation of a song, like right. in that movie, love and mercy where, you know, uh, God only knows uh, is being created. Right. So of course with food, well, we can't smell it and we can't taste it. So the camera is going to have to try and capture just how majestic and wonderful it is to watch these meals come together and then see them complete. And so, you know, you get movies like Chef and Ratatouille and, right. and others that I'll mention later, but like a movie like Big Night where it's so much about this is a good restaurant, these are these characters are Italian and they're bringing real Italian food to the United States. And so, uh, so yeah, the way the camera just like lingers lovingly, hmm. and I don't even like Italian food. I should say I don't like much food. Sorry, as you can see from my body type, I like a lot of food, but but just like very specific things. Like okay. Today, I how do you not like Italian food though? It's like uh, I I like you don't like pizza. You don't I like enjoy, pasta. I enjoy pizza. I don't. Oh, I don't. I feel like we've run this topic into the okay, ground. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind past, but spaghetti with uh, spaghetti sauce that doesn't have tomato chunks in it. Okay, okay. Uh, You're not a chunks man. No, no. <laughs> Just like fucking commit. Sure. It's like either, a ten year old. Either sure, tomatoes sure, sure. or 
sauce. Right. I eat like a 10 year old who does occasionally enjoy a nice restaurant, but while I'm there, I'll still just get like a steak and right. some kind of potato. You're like a 10 year old who has his own income flow so he can make <laughs> strong 10 year old decisions and do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, oh, like, you're like Tom Hanks and Big. Exactly. But yeah, so like my, my wife and I uh, traveled to uh, Asia back in the fall. And okay. So we were in Japan and South Korea and China and uh, Hong Kong. See, you must have been over the moon because they got KFCs everywhere. Well, how did boy, you how did you find boy, the food they there? Sh- they sure do. <laughs> uh, with great difficulty. That's a that's an old Citizen Kane joke. Um, but no, uh, the best steak I've ever had is in Japan. Okay, um, Japan. Was, Tokyo has some of the best restaurants like in the world. That, I mean, like the, it was Kobe beef, and it was just. It was expensive. Yeah, you oh boy, it was absolutely delicious. Can't fuck with the wagyu. And I do, and I do like, uh, I do like Korean barbecue. I fucking um, love Korean barbecue. So, and oh there's, my God. there's a place that I don't even know the name of in Koreatown that my wife and I go fairly frequently, and it's delicious. Yeah, I've been go to Parks. Places, parks is the best. Pa- parks. It's the most names. expensive one, but okay. it's there, well, there's so many good ones, but yeah. Parks is like no, I've been Parks. To, I go to it like on my birthday every year. Okay, I know I've been to Super Jeep. Super Jeep's great. Super Jeep has the charcoal. Yeah, so you're gonna come out of Super Jeep smelling. I, be prepared to come out reeking like smoke. I think I had clothes that smelled like smoke like through two washes. Yeah. After eating Super Jeep is a classic. Uh, yeah. But Parks is, in terms of me quality, the best. It's okay. also the most expensive. But they have two pictures of Keanu Reeves on the wall. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. <laughs> so the wall is covered with, like, Korean and American celebrities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's two Keanu Reeves. He's the only repeat. That's Unsur- how good it is. Unsurprisingly, I am uh, now starving. Uh, like, <laughs> See, that's why I had the the cheap uh, Korean well, people. Well, t- t- uh, tonight was the last, very last night of Gorilla Tacos, the best truck in L.A. After six years, this was the last night of service for the truck. He's about to open a restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. In the Arts District. So he went from a street cart to a truck to now a restaurant. So the ultimate L.A. dream. Uh, yeah. Wes Avila, we've had him on the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, his tacos are, you know, best in the city. See, um, I'm, this is now, now we're getting to uh, uh, cheaper fare. Now you're in my territory. Right. Well, it's, um, it's high-end tacos. He, he came from, you know, he's from L.A. He's a Mexican guy, but he studied in France. He learned, you know, he was on okay. that kind of, uh, that track of, you know, working in a, a, a very fancy restaurant. Then he was like, fuck that. I want to start a street cart. I want to bring these techniques I've learned back to tacos, back to L.A. And, you know, when he first introduced a $6 taco, people were somewhat resistant, you know, That's because people are used to the $1 taco. Yeah. But he was bringing the best ingredients, the best techniques, the best sauces, you know, fresh uni, spot prawns, fucking foie gras. Okay. Like, what was, are these nonsense words? You're saying? Right. I'm just making up shit now, <laughs> just making up words to see if you can stop me. <laughs> but, you know, so he kind of did something different. And, you know, eventually it caught on. He's, yeah. you know, he wrote a cookbook uh, acclaimed by Jonathan Gold. And now he's about to open a restaurant. Where's the restaurant going to be? Uh, it's going to be in the Arts District right by Everson Royce Bar, which is uh, another Arts District favorite, which has one of the best burgers in the city, I would say. Hmm. So along these lines, looking at this, the story you just told, there is the movie Chef. 
Right. Yes. I need, so I need to, because I'm sure certain someone at home is listening, the other movie that is on the list that I haven't seen on the list that I haven't seen is Tempopo, which is the... I haven't seen that either, but I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah. Uh, a family that run, runs a noodle shop. Yeah, sure. I, said, I, I said two movies, and I named one, right. and I guarantee... He knows some listener out there. I guarantee What's the other blank. one? So, yes. Chef is a, a very charming and cute movie, but the food stuff is great. Chef Chef is good. I mean, I know that they got, like, Roy Choi as the technical advisor to get all the stuff mm-hmm. right, and I definitely enjoyed that movie. I feel like it wraps up pretty quick and conveniently at the yeah, end. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie's a but we got, a, we got, uh, Light is we a got Oliver Platt in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't be mad at that. It's a, it's a fun movie. I don't think it's, I mean, I think if you're, I don't think a ton of chefs like it cause it's really not representative of reality very really? well sure. in some ways it is, but it's also like, I don't know the whole thing with the critic and then like they're going yeah. into business together. Like, Wait, so you're saying most chefs aren't schlubby guys who are somehow divorced from Sofia Bergara and no, no, that's it. That far is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, um, you know, like how, you know, I'm a stand up comic and a lot of stand up comics apply this level of hate to anything that's about stand up comedy. Sure. Like the show I'm dying up here on Showtime and yeah. crashing on HBO gets shit on just mercilessly by comics. And I think that's because there's a, a perception that they're presenting the life, the profession, the, the way that we live in a light that's dramatized or not accurate or, yeah. you know, somewhat fictionalized, which you, ha- I think you have to do for any kind of effective narrative to some extent. And I think that the same thing is, is if you were a chef watching the movie chef, yeah. you'd be like, ah, it's bullshit. And I think they got some stuff, right. The, the knife skills and the repartee between the kitchen guys. But like, sure. Overall, in the end, it's a dramatized tale. But it I would never really happen. So to go back to what Tyler was saying about big night, just, uh, whether or not it's representative, uh, it, Chef is very good at making me really want to eat the food yes. that they're making. It I, looks I, delicious. I thought it was, it was super well done. I, I, I thought uh, uh, Fat Fiverr was great. Yeah. And I and, and I know that I wouldn't like that food, but it still made me want it. <laughs> what? It's like, like, it was like Cuban sandwiches? That yeah, was great. There's no way he'd like that. Come on. Yeah, get um, that out of here. It's just sandwich with two, two types of ham and cheese. Yeah. What's it? It's really get good. That, get that cheese out of there. <laughs> now we're talking. Ten year olds love cheese. It's not even ten year olds. Another bad movie, or not great movie, this one is pretty much bad. Uh, but has a great food scene in it is Spanglish. I don't know oh, if you yeah. remember. Yeah. Wow. Spanglish Adam Sandler plays a celebrity okay. chef. Spanglish and the trivia, a girl from my high school was in Spanglish. True. And, oh. she, and she was <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes. No, she was in like, we were in like middle school or, or in like, or like uh, in high school. She was in like eighth grade and she somehow got cast yeah. and she was in Spanglish and it was a huge deal. Cause we were like, I forget her name. We yeah. were like, oh, uh, well, Sally's in this Adam Sandler movie. Pull, pull up the cast. I, I'm, um, I'm down. I don't know but how she a, got it. I think they must have done like a regional casting in Philadelphia. But like, it was, I don't think is, she ever did another movie. Was her name Sally? No, her name is not Sally. What is her name? I, I, don't, I don't remember. Okay, so how old would she have She been? was a young girl. Like uh, Shel- Shelby T- Bruce? Taya? Taya Leone? Uh, <laughs> Cloris Leachman. <laughs> right. Uh, Sarah Steele? Yes. Okay. Sarah Steele. Okay. Played Bernice. Yeah, just like randomly. And she was just a student at my school. Oh, she plays his daughter. That's a that's a big role. Yeah. Um, but the part I wanted to talk about, there's a scene. He comes home and he makes like a fried egg 
like breakfast sandwich. Yeah. And it's a whole scene. You're for a second or for like this five minute scene, you're just like watching a cooking show. Full disclosure. Exactly I have never that. seen Spanglish. Yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with not okay. having seen Spanglish. Okay. It's, it's not, very close to being uh, a good movie. Like, I don't think the criteria. Did Sarah Steele do any other films? Are you pulling up the IMDb That's there? A good question. It was so random though. Cause it was just like a random girl from high school. And she's like, Oh, she's in a movie. Huh? She's definitely doing this stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe she had a lucrative acting career that I didn't know about. She was in The Good Wife, and then she was back for The Good Can Fight. Can I see a picture? Oh. I feel like this might be the wrong person. I person. think it's the wrong person. Here's oh. No, that's her. That's her? Oh, yeah, yeah hell yeah. The good Wife. She Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to you, Sarah. Alan Cummings' daughter. Making it happen. <laughs> All right. Maybe she lives so. in L.A. Maybe I'll run into her. Um... You should look, do you want me to look up Sarah, I was just talking about you on a podcast. Do you want me to look up if she's married or anything? No, no. Let's <laughs> see if can't I can get involved with these actors types. That's not, not the right oh, she was in that movie, The To-Do List, with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Damn, uh, Sarah's killing it. Um, it all launched from fucking a Philadelphia middle school into Hollywood dreams. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan uh, went to my school. Is that right? That's, oh, that's right. Okay, because when we were doing our commentaries and we were going to do one about signs, I reached out to you for that entire thing, and you told me the story that, like... Yes! That your Okay, dad, so here's what it was. Okay, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan went to my high school. My dad is a teacher at my high school. Um, did you have him as a teacher? I did not. Okay. Because it was, it was uh, spring of senior year. I was already into college, and I was like thinking about taking his course and I was like dad I'm not gonna lie to you I'm totally checked out yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah so Minoj that's that's M. Knight's name his name is Minoj hmm. um, he was he was like a favorite student of my dad's and he actually wrote about my dad in his book he, he like really liked him my dad's my dad's a great teacher teaches history so Mel Gibson's character in Signs is named Hess after my dad oh because Minoj really liked him and uh, the crazy thing about Minoj is his high school. Ye- so, you know, like you do your yearbook sure. and you, you get like a page when you're a senior. So his wow. his high school yearbook page was a cover of him of, of Newsweek. It was a uh-huh. Newsweek cover <laughs> with him on the front uh-huh. and it said NYU film grad takes Hollywood by storm. This was before he was accepted into NYU's film program because you have to make the page in the beginning of the year for the yearbook. Right. He got into NYU, and then like a decade later, there was a cover that was almost exactly <laughs> like that. That's a what a delightful twist. I know. <laughs> the twist was it happened. Um, okay, so let's talk about. So uh, shout out to Minosh. Um It's weird that you keep calling him that. Well, that's how I know. <laughs> So, uh, what else is on your list, Tyler? So, okay. I tried to, to think outside the box a little bit. There is, there is a movie called by Peter Greenway called (laughs) the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. And this is how, you know, a film has is lovingly shooting food. Uh, at the end of the film, a person is killed and then cooked and they're, then the big, their big naked body that is, again, cooked and looks like a cooked turkey is just laid there what? On, a ta- on a table. Yeah. I would say it looks more like one of those, like, like when you have, like, a whole pig, you know? Yeah, it looks like, like, like Is it on a spit? It's on, no, no. no like, it's just, like, yeah. You know when the, when the I'm not, uh, you maybe know the food terms more, but when, like, the pork the, is cooked in such a way that the skin almost looks like candied like, yeah, like crackling yeah. crackling yeah. Right, yeah. Right. so yeah it looks like that and like again like I said 
full on naked. There's the whole business there. And, uh, it looks delicious. It looks delicious. <laughs> well, yo, you know what the fucked up thing is? So bad. So pig flesh is like almost identical to human flesh. They use it to test like ballistics, like weapons. Oh, I know because it's I like deadliest warrior. There you go. And that's how yeah. I know that. And I've also read about this shit. So it has almost the exact same composition. That means human tastes like pork, which means human is fucking delicious. That's why they call it long pork. Long pig. Long pig. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, I feel like if I was in a survival situation, I'd be like, let's go. Guys, we're cooking up this guy. We're, yeah, we're yeah. cooking this fucking guy up. I don't think you I might have jump to that too quick. I would be. They'd be like, like Carl, we, we still have rations. <laughs> I know, but we're not getting enough protein. We need protein to survive out here. <laughs> Carl, the rescue yeah. plane is on the way. They received the call from the beacon. I'm very hungry. Yeah. I'm peckish. And Carl, I just don't we're back home. Now. We're, we're I, home. I just don't feel like canned peaches again. Right. I have a taste for long day, goddammit. Cook it up. Um, Who's weakest? Uh, all right. So, yes. Also trying to think outside the box. I think more recent. Uh, did either of you see the Indian film, The Lunchbox? So, no. I heard it was great. No, so, but I know what you're referring to, that the, the system of bringing the hot lunches. It's in, this crazy system yes. that, that uh, basically people go to work and they're generally wives stay home and cook. And then there are um, cooked and make their lunch. And then there are these delivery systems that pick up and they're picking up thousands. Yeah. So everyone thousands in this, is, is it in of, Mumbai? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, of lunches every day. And somehow they almost never make a mistake. Yeah. The whole, but the whole premise of the lunchbox is that one mistake keeps happening. So this guy who's like a, a lonely, you know, aging bachelor type keeps getting these great home cooked meals. And some other schlub keeps getting his restaurant meals that he's supposed to get. And then he ends up sort of, building a relationship with this woman once he figures out what's going on mm, right. over the course I've heard of it's great. Uh, that sounds it's very really, quaint. really good. That system yeah. is fucking fascinating because yeah. it's like tens of thousands of people getting a hot lunch just with dudes on bicycles like yeah. delivering them like they got it all figured out. Yeah. And they got this great the carrying yeah, cases. Yeah, it's, it's those like silver metal, metal cases. Like cylinders, yeah. I mean, why can't we have that? So, okay. Uh, I mean, obviously there's ratatouille. Sure. Um, which is not merely good-looking food, but it's animated. Sure. And what's more, everything I know about the dish ratatouille comes from that movie. Is uh, it comes from that movie? And I know I would not care for it at all. But boy, it looks it looks. It's good actually good. great. I mean, it's just vegetables. That's all with ju- juicy vegetables. Yeah, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not me. <laughs> I'm not a vegetable. <laughs> I'm not a vegetable man I eat, myself. I can the eat way occasional it, carrots. <laughs> I understand this animated, so it's not going to look. But the way that even the way that the dish looks in the movie is not really the way the ratatouille usually looks because it's right. made as like an elevated version of ratatouille. Yeah, sure, yes, sure. Um, it is a very hard dish to make because it's it's a lot of arranging. You know, it's a lot of thin slicing. I do like that. Patton Oswalt is a super big food person in real life. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just like, he, you know, he's voicing uh, Remy the Rat or whatever, but it's like he actually really cares about food a lot. Yeah. He actually has a separate Twitter account just for his food. Is that true? It is. I didn't know that. And you know I follow that shit. Uh-huh. He's always <laughs> eating real good because he's fucking rich. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's I just, what rich people do. I don't know him, but I just he was at the uh, the Keep Families Together rally. Uh, hmm. Uh, a couple weeks back. I've met him. Uh, Very nice there. man. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a fun fact. There is, uh, there are topics, there are movie related topics that in our 592 episodes, we have never actually tackled. Such as 
Because we're waiting for him. <laughs> uh, He's a big movie guy. Uh, yeah, and there are things you want to How have you not gotten him on yet? Uh, well, uh, as it turns out, he got uh, very famous. You remember a moment right. ago? You, said you he almost was got rich. him before, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we didn't. Before, before. I did see him walking down the street at Comic Con a few years ago, and I let him be, and I thought, that's unfortunate. I should have. I feel like I should have <laughs> hit something. him with the business card. Yeah. God damn it. I got, um, got away. Okay. Uh, what else is on? Let, let's, let's just go through any of these and see if. Uh, well, here's another outside the box one that I don't think either of you have seen uh, a movie called The Secret of the Grain, which is a mm. French movie, but it's about a sort of Mediterranean family living in. Uh, in France and the whole it's like a two and a half hour long movie and the big like drama at the end is they didn't make enough couscous for the wedding oh they can't shit make couscous at the place oh no so they had to go back home and make more couscous and try to get it there on the back of a motorcycle in time for the wedding that sounds like a taut thriller <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great movie where am I sitting on my seat the edge <laughs> uh, but it's the same director uh, Abdel Khalid Chief or whatever who made Blue is the Warmest Color, oh, which is a movie that I've heard of that. People talk about it as oh, that's the movie with all the uh, oh the, le- sex the lesbian sex or yeah. yes, okay. But it's also a really great food movie. There's a, I gotta watch that. It's got lesbian sex and great food. Yeah, uh, I'm on board. Uh, it was I know Tyler, you don't like um, lesbian sex, uh, Italian food or lesbian, sex. or lesbian sex. But it was one of those movies. I finished the movie and I was like, I'm not gonna be satisfied until I have some bolognese because there's a right. there's a re- repeated dish. Oh my the, god! But uh, then you uh, ate it and then you were just like. Something's missing. You know, what? lesbian sex. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> Speaking of Italian food well shot, I watched the second season of Master of None just for the food. I hadn't seen the first season. I just kept hearing people talk about like the the shots in Italy and the pasta. So I just watched the whole second season purely for the food. Yeah. And you know what? It was pretty good. I think that's uh, I think the point of this list here is that that's perfectly yeah. uh, reasonable. For example, okay. the film Eat, Pray, Love is not good. No. Uh, it's about a woman who is like a free spirit, or if you want to look at it a different way, a complete sociopath um, <laughs> right. who does not care about Both the Both of those things are interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> who does not care about anybody who has the misfortune to love her. Um, <laughs> but the eat part is, uh, you know, plays a big role. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, the food is shot, unsurprisingly, is shot very lovingly, and yeah. uh, it's very appetizing. Um, and then uh, another movie on my list, uh, one, it's not just a great food movie, one of my all-time favorite movies is Like Water for Chocolate. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen... Uh, you know, it's been a long time, but I remember enjoying that movie. It was one of the first times, because I've always loved Mexican food, even though... At, throughout my life I've defined what Mexican food is differently like when I was a kid I thought it was right. ground beef hard shell you know cheddar cheese or sure. whatever and it's so like seeing like water for chocolate when I was in, in college like I was like oh not all Mexican food just looks like tacos and burritos right. or whatever but it's also a magical realist movie in which mm. if the woman is sad while she makes food people start crying while they eat it or if she's horny while she makes food people get all horny hell yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's a really great movie and uh, uh, speaking of trivia um, directed by the guy who played um, uh, El Guapo in Three Amigos Alfonso oh, Arrow is his name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's yeah. a sweater. He's yeah. a sweater. <laughs> God, what a classic. I'd love that movie so much. Um, is it good? Or did we all just I, That's the thing. I, I it's one of those it's movies good. I haven't seen in like over a decade. So I'm like, I'll probably just not rewatch it and cherish the memory. I, I think it's one of those movies that like, if we were adults when it came out, we probably would have thought that looks stupid. Yeah, but like but those because, types of movies don't come out anymore. Hmm. Right? 
Like, That's a good is, is there a movie analogous to that type of uh, well, something that? Oh, I, oh, go ahead. You know what might be analogous to that? Like a movie, like seemingly aimed at kids, but is also super, super great. Wait, That's three, on my three, list. three amigos isn't seemingly aimed at it's kids, PG, right? And like, as a kid, I really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> is it PG? Um, I think so. Yeah. <sighs> um, but I have Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs on here, which is a way, way better. I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Movie than I the book. Thought. I've never seen the movie. Oh, the movie's really, really Growing up, the book was like a huge fave. Uh, yeah, I'd say, and the movie, I almost included it on my list here because the food looks really good. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when we th- like when I think of Three Amigos and they, when I think of like the silliness of the My Little Buttercup sequence, it's just like, <laughs> They, they just went ahead and did that. That's kind of awesome. Because I, yeah. I feel like it's a, the movie has a sense of humor that I, I'd like to go back. Actually, I'm sure it's on the DVD and watch the trailer because I feel like it would have been hard to yeah, get how'd they market. How'd they the market movies, that? Yeah. Sense of humor, uh, in a trailer, but well, they it's just so, marketed as Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. Sure, right. Sure. Right. But it is very silly. The whole thing is it, Chevy Chase, who's chained to the wall, or no, no Steve, Steve Martin, Martin is chained to the wall and he keeps pulling the chains yeah. further. I kind of think of that. Like, like I kind of think of like Naked Gun, where there's like yeah. it's like a lot of like bits, like it's a lot of oh, yeah. gags. Like yeah, yeah. I, I feel like those types of movies aren't it's, really it's, made anymore. Kind of like Airplane, like it's gag heavy. Well, my friend and I were talking about it the other day that like there aren't that many pure comedies made anymore. That's usually there are action comedies, right? There are horror comedies. Right. Like they're usually obviously there's romantic comedy, but that's its own thing, right? Um, but like the idea, like yes, there is the Hangover, but that's nine years ago now yeah I think comedy I think you know in the in the post like Apatow sure. thing it was like comedy kind of chin I think maybe there was that like looking back on those types of movies maybe, maybe be a little cheesy and right. it's like oh we're kind of past that we're, we're a little more ironic a little more snarky blah, 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 blah. but now there's too much see I don't think I think it's less that now there's too much pathos not too much pathos but like why, why not why not comedy of like the last five years um, last five years? what's the funniest movie I laughed uh, a lot at Spy but again that's an action comedy um, uh, right, but right, I did right. think it was pretty damn well very much this. I'm not sure if this fits into the last five years it's on the edge but very much in the Naked Gun spoof mode is They Came Together the David Wayne romantic comedy you know I haven't seen spoof. that but I heard it's very uh, funny it's very funny yeah I guess I guess that's what I'm talking about a spoof yeah. like Blazing Saddles yeah. Airplane Naked Gun those are all spoofs and yeah. I guess that yeah I mean you. I mean there still are spoofs though but that's not to I, say that I think that subgenre got completely poisoned by the date movie, epic yeah. movie, Meet Seltzer the Spartans, right? Which were yeah, terrible. yeah, that kind of like made the idea of a spoof seem shitty because yeah. those movies were shitty, yeah, and because they weren't spoofing anything in particular, they were just referencing right. new stuff. Yeah, like, it was like, just loose references as yeah. opposed to like Young Frankenstein, which is trying to capture the tone, right. set, and all that. Maybe stuff. that's what it is. Maybe it's a specificity issue. Yeah. Um, well, they, they came together, nails it. Okay, yeah. well, David, David Wayne clearly loves romantic comedies and is therefore yeah better okay. able to take the okay. wind out of them. Um, so okay, let's see uh, the film Chocolat. Uh, if you like. Yeah. It's not that again, not, not that great movie. of a movie, but the chocolate is right. lovingly. Chocolate rendered. looks good as fuck in that movie. Um, the movie Waitress, uh, which I never saw. The pies look really uh, beautiful. I've not seen Waitress. Yeah, um, we're obviously not talking about television unless it's The Shield. But um, damn right. Uh, um, what's the pie TV show? The Brian Fuller. Uh, oh, uh, the Pushing Daisies. Uh, yeah. Pushing Daisies. That always made me want to eat the pies, even even when they showed the kitchen full of 
rotting fruit. Right. That was part of the joke of the show. Right. Um, and then the movie, this, I don't know if I'd say it's, it, it certainly is not a food movie, but it's a good food scene. And it is uh, Tom Jones. Oh, that's on my list. sequence. Have yeah. you seen Tom Jones? It's been so long. So there's a, there's a scene between Tom Jones and a woman of ill repute, uh, yes. like a loose woman, and he takes her to dinner at an inn, and it's a very long, yeah. wordless scene yeah. of them just eating just, disgustingly. Yeah. They, they eat so much food that the, right. each course keeps getting bigger. And it's supposed to be like a seduction scene, but they've got yeah. like chicken grease. <laughs> right, <the> okay. It's <laughs> such a great, yeah. funny scene. But, so here's the thing. So you mentioned TV. I mean... Hannibal has the best-looking oh food. I'm obsessed of with Hannibal. Me too. Yeah. So Hannibal had, like, you know, obviously, like, anytime there's food on camera, you have a food stylist. But they hired like someone specifically to design every food dish yeah like yeah. from scratch and to make it fit in with the aesthetic for the aesthetic of that show is insane yeah that show is like if an art house movie on acid somehow ended up as a yeah. network it's, show it's crazy the fact that that show what was it three seasons three seasons yeah. on NBC the fact that it was on NBC is like that's like looking back at Twin Peaks and being like, this is on CBS? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Hannibal was like so bonkers. Yeah, I know. That's I Brian Fuller it. again. That's, uh, uh, I fucking love that show. And they even, the, each episode, like each season, the episode names would be a specific like subgenre yes. of food. Yes. And the episode names would be a different course yeah. of the uh, I mean, meals. That show's uh, fantastic. First of all, Mads Mikkelsen is just a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Have you guys seen Valhalla Rising? Uh, no. Yes. It's it's so nuts. Yeah. He's so good. Like he just like disembowels a guy with like with his bare hands. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So it's it, it, I don't. You probably know it about it. You know more about movies than I do. But like he doesn't speak the entire movie. Oh, like okay. the, the whole movie is pretty much wordless. Yeah. But I'm a huge Bond guy, and when Casino Royale came out, that movie's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casino Royale. Might be one of the best Bond movies ever made. It's just a fantastic I, movie. I, I, you, I'd say take out the might. I think it is one and of the best And Mads Mikkelsen just fucking kills it. Yeah. So ever since then, I was just like, I'm aboard the Mads train. Where is this train going? Because yeah. I want to ride this. For Although as as I don't, there's a, there's a sequence. He's very good in it, but there's a there's a moment like when they're playing, you know, poker or whatever, and they're trying to figure out what the tell is, and then he keeps like crying blood. Crying blood. <laughs> and just like, huh. <laughs> I wonder if that's his tell. <laughs> he dabs it. He's like, he's like, it's just a condition. Nothing sinister. <laughs> in in the book, I'm a big fan of the Bond novels. Mm. In the book, they play uh, a game called Chemin de Fer, but no one knows what the fuck that is, so they had to play poker. In the yeah, room. and even then, they specified Texas. Right, right exactly. So everyone like, in the audience knows, and they're like Monte Carlo or something. Right, exactly. Like, they don't play fucking. They don't play them in Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was even I as an Amer- I as an American. I was like, come on, come guys. on. I'm not that dumb. But Mads is great. He's apparently. He's like a huge star in Denmark, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Where he's from. But like if you read interviews with him, he's just like the funniest. Like he doesn't give a fuck about being a celebrity. Yeah. He doesn't give a yeah. fuck about the Hollywood bullshit. He's just like drinking a beer and like, yeah, whatever. He was in that Rihanna video. I don't know if you've no, seen that. What? So the bit, bitch better have my money video. He's in it. Did so not know there's that. There's this great interview from Rogue One where it's him and Ben Mendelsohn being interviewed together, and the uh, interviewer mentions the bitch better have my money video, and Ben Mendelsohn is like, like you were. He's like, I didn't know you did that. And Mendelsohn is like, yes, I was the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, he's great. Fucking <laughs> love that. Plus, Mads Mikkelsen, one of the best names ever. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, but just and that's the thing is, you know, not unlike the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover, like. 
the food, no matter if it is an animal or a human being, yeah. uh, looks so beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, and that along with, and yes, you're right. It's part of just the larger aesthetic. Everything in that show right. Gorgeous. is so, but also sinister yeah. and like, yeah. And like disturb it. That show is yeah. deeply fucking disturbed. Yeah. There's not a lot of shows that are it's, like that. that. That show will fuck you up. I I've said on I've said on the podcast that that show is was for me unbingeable. Like I watched three episodes. Oh in yeah, a row, you got to hit felt the brakes <laughs> the next day. I felt physically. Bad. Oh my god. <laughs> I what a good show. Fuck yeah. Brian Fuller. Yeah. yeah. And I know there was like a very hardcore online fandom that surrounded Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, I there just, was a there was a, a Comic Con uh, thing. There's sure. the, the yeah. Hannibal Panable. Yeah. Oh my god. With, that's great. Uh, and they were full of uh, fanables. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I consider myself a fanable to this yeah. day. I, I was a huge fan of the show. I, I've, you know, I would love for there to be a movie. Honestly, cool. that, but Hannibal is one of the few shows that technically ended before it was supposed to. And yet the final episode oh, works, works great. So, well. Oh my God. Episode so that I'm kind of like, it's like, like, have I, you ever it's seen, like, I want the Deadwood movie. You can keep the Hannibal movie. Have you ever perfect. seen yeah. blood? In the moonlight, <laughs> it's almost black. It appears quite black. Uh, it appears quite black. Oh god, <laughs> fuck! I want to go watch that whole show again. Yes, yeah, I'm also upset. I'm also a huge Deadwood guy. Uh, of course, been very happy to see that the movie's apparently occurring. Apparently, uh, you keep hearing that. Yeah, every but, couple of years. Uh, I'm a huge, huge Deadwood fan. Ian McShane. I'm a huge John Wick fan. There's talk of the Continental TV show, with will, which will include Ian McShane. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I, I heard that he was in talks to be in it. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the, I think um, he should be the main character. I think the show should be Ian McShane running the Continental, and that's yeah. the show. And Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick should Lance be Reddick, in it. Lance Reddick, maybe sitting dog. Love, love Lance Reddick. He's so <laughs> goddamn good. Have you seen... Now, because they're shooting John Wick 3 now. Yes. Have you seen the that? horse? The horse? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? Oh, John, my God. Keanu Reeves riding a horse down, like, uh, the middle of a New York street. It's got to have a horse chase. Uh, it's the only way to heighten. <laughs> there's, there's only so much you can do at this yeah, point. I've I not seen wait. any John Wick. Can't wait. They're the yeah, best. I know. Oh, my God. We all have our blind spots. Yeah, you don't like cheese? Popo. You don't like John Wick? <laughs> this is insanity. I enjoy cheese on pizza as long as there's not too much okay, of it. Okay, that's fair. Um, John Wick, I mean, I, I love this movie so much. I'm a, I'm a huge John Wick fan. They're just so fun. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've had more fun in a theater than seeing the last two John Wicks. I don't... I can't even remember. Yeah. That's the most fun I've had in a theater in the last decade. Yeah, yeah, and I I didn't know... Uh, like, when the first one came out, and I was like... Caught you off guard. Yeah, because first off... First one, you didn't expect him. His name is John Wick, and then the tagline was don't like... Set him don't off. set him off. stupid. Like, You're like, this movie's gonna be dumb as fuck. And so fuck. I waited for it to be... To come to the second-run theater in North Hollywood, which I don't know if that's... Is that still there? It's still there. Okay. Um, and when saw it, like, in the middle of the, the afternoon, um, and blew my mind. Blew. And now it's... Blew my mind. I've I've said like it is it's only it was what 2014 it's only four years John Wick has already probably become one of my top five most watched movies ever I I I agree I agree I saw it four times in theaters Uh countless times since I saw the third one three second one three times in theaters you know what it is it's just like it's so tightly made. Uh-huh. Also, I'm sure you know this. The the two director guys. It was their first movie they've ever made. Right. They, they were, were stunt, stunt guys, guys on yeah. the Matrix. So like, all service is given to the action, the choreography, like the tightness of the motion. 
And right. plus great acting. Like the dude, yeah. that actor just died. The guy who played the Russian boss in the first one. He, oh, really? he just died like in his 60s. He, his performance is like amazing. Yeah. Uh, but, but so is everyone's. You, know, yeah. you got Alfie Allen, you got John Leguizamo, you got fucking Willem Dafoe. I mean, the cast is fantastic. Yeah. I love I when, when he calls. Willem Dafoe was in Oh the, my God. Oh, yeah. He's John Wick's best friend. Um, uh, when, and I'm forgetting the name, the, the Russian mob, when he calls John Leguizamo. That and he's like, scene and he's like, sells what? the whole movie. Yeah. He's like, why did you right. strike my son or whatever? Right. And John Leguizamo tells him, oh. and he goes, Oh. That that, it's that <laughs> one scene, I, and I remember when that actor died. I forget what his name is, unfortunately. Oh, but uh, like people were reposting that scene, and it literally like sets the whole tone for the movie because like you can just see the terror in his face. Like John Wick has been angered. Like like oh, that yeah. scene where Alfie Allen comes in and he he fucking punches him down to the ground. How did I miss that he died? Michael Nyquist. Yeah, My- Michael Nyquist. Oh, really? So good. Yeah. He's so good in this he's movie. 56. I know. Crazy. Yeah. He died a year ago. I guess he had cancer or something. Uh, wow. His performance really makes that movie. Obviously, Keanu is fantastic. But, uh, but he was, I think, in, I want to say, in the Swedish Girl with the Dragon was. Tattoo, yeah. he yes. was the Daniel Craig. He's a Swede, he's a, he's a Swede yeah. I believe, he was, but uh, played a very good Russian. Yeah. He was the uh, villain in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, I believe. Okay. You know, uh, didn't, I might be wrong did not that. love Ghost Protocol. I like it a lot. It's, yes, he wasn't that. It's definitely... I um, think it goes first, third, Ghost Protocol, second. What about the fifth one? The fifth one's great. Wait, which one Rogue is that? Rogue Nation. Is that the one with Renner? Yes. Wait. Am I confusing Ghost Protocol? Or... I don't think I liked Rogue Nation. Have I even seen Rogue I, I, I got lost. Know. I got lost in... in uh... Wait, think... who's in Ghost Protocol? Michael McFist. Yeah, so there's him. <laughs> okay, you know, you, know what I, you know what? I got confused. I liked Ghost Protocol. I didn't like Rogue Nation. You're incorrect. <laughs> Rogue Nation is so great. And Wait, I've who's heard, the bad guy in Rogue Nation? Uh, the British weird-looking guy with glasses. Fuck, I'm getting it all confused. It's definitely worth rewatching. And okay, I've heard the that, third I, one fucking rules. It's great. I love it. And the first one's great. Eh. I, I think the first one holds up. The first one has its moments, but, uh, and then of course the second one is just like, the second one's a disaster. Not even in the conversation. Disaster. Uh, but I've heard this new one fallout. I like people are saying it's like one of the best action movies of the last several people. Have said, you know, I'm seeing fallout. People have said it's, it's up there with like Mad Max Fury road. As far as action movies, like that's, what? that's I gotta say crazy. Mad Max Fury road is one of the best action movies of the last. Oh sure. Like easily. Yeah. I mean, excepting John Wick, obviously it's different. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic thing, yeah. not a straight action movie, I but was, fantastic. So I'm, uh, I'm teaching this uh, class to a, a bunch of high schoolers, and I was showing, and I showed them a trailer for uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and they didn't, and I said, so how many people are, are interested, pardon me, how many are interested in this film? And like one guy was like, eh, yeah, looks okay. He's like, fuck is wrong with you wait i didn't oh. say that but they're uh, not excited by that there's like a guy playing guitar on a post lack of lifted death wagon and with like, flames coming out and nicholas holds something like oh what a what a what a, what a gorgeous day or whatever he says right what a lovely day right as they're like driving into a giant sandstorm oh they don't like that yeah these all teens all... with their hoverboards <laughs> and their vapes they don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> well we should start wrapping up sure um, I didn't get to Dinner Rush, which is a movie I like to recommend to people. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Danny Aiello? Uh, yeah, but the director, who is mostly a, a music video director, but is also a restaurateur, mm. 
uh, and shot the movie in his own restaurant. Oh, cool. Um, that's a cool movie. Uh, people should uh, check out Dinner Rush. But uh, uh, any other food movies, Carl, that you... Uh, uh, you know, I, I, the one really food-centric thing that I've seen recently that I loved is a documentary about Jonathan Gold, the Pulitzer Prize-winning food critic uh, of the LA Times. Yeah, City yeah. of Gold. Uh, it's, you know, it's a great movie about him. It's also kind of a great movie about L.A. It's kind of a love letter to L.A., yeah. to eating in L.A. Uh, if you care about food and if you care about L.A., it's uh, you got to really, see this movie. I should really see it. It's and a fantastic movie. Um, there's a, there's a, one of my favorite places I used to live like pretty much in Thai town Jitlada is one of the greatest Jitlada and he's a great champion of Jitlada yeah. Jitlada's in the movie there, there's pictures of him and yeah. like posters I fucking love Jitlada uh, yeah. shout out to Jitlada I like spicy food uh, and Jitlada I'm gonna guess you don't like spicy food <laughs> no <laughs> okay. okay I like good old bland food but what I like about the, the, the crying tiger beef at Jitlada is that the all the spices in the sauce which is on the side so if you're, right. you know, if you're feeling it, you right. can like pull back. They don't like hold back time. though. Like but, you'll get some shit gelato and you're like, this is, this is punishing me, <laughs> yeah. but it's good. Yeah. That's the thing. The burn is always in service of the flavor. Even right. at the times when it seems like it's, uh, it's overtaking it, it's actually exacerbating it. So it doesn't override it. It makes it better. Okay. It amplifies it. Uh, yeah, that's the word. All right. Uh, I did forget one that is a better movie in ge- like people don't really like the movie that much, but Julie and Julia, uh, which is okay. about I never saw it. half about Julia. I've heard Child. it's great. I really like it, and I like the people love the Julia Child part, right? But I like the part with uh, Amy Adams as okay. well. I, gotta I think watch it's that. really effective, and of course, in both cases, you have lovingly shot food, and and it's just fun because you know Julia Child just. Loved butter. Such a, such a character. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Meryl Streep turns in. She and Stanley Tucci as as uh, Julia Childs. Husband. Love the Tucci. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's a better movie than people give it credit for. But yes, the food looks uh, uh, amazing. Okay. Well, um, thanks for coming to talk about food and oh my God, the shield. I could talk to you guys all day about yeah, food and the definitely. shield <laughs> and John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Just have me back on for a separate John Wick episode. I just, oh, I got stay more, tuned. I got a lot more to say. We have yeah. something planned for for when John Wick three comes out. Oh my God, um, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so you can find us at battleshippretension.com. This week, uh, my review of Generation Wealth should be up by the time you're hearing this. Um, I don't know; it's been a really fucking busy week. Um, and uh, also, I want to point out uh, beforehand, Carl was saying we need to be pushing our merch more. Push that merch. Because we got these mouse pads. We got Those are great. Mugs. These are great mouse pads. They're so, so smooth. Yeah. Um, it's on the site somewhere, right? There's yeah, a yeah. link to the store. And yeah. you can uh, buy all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. You could buy a hoodie. A hoodie, uh, yeah. You could buy a messenger bag. That's true, yeah. Uh, with, uh, with the logo designed a by... A clock? What time Lance, is it? It's time uh, for Battleship yeah. Attention. Um, <laughs> our logo's designer is Lance... Lieber, is yes, that? Lance Lieber, um, and uh, so that's yeah. That, I know we never pushed that, but yeah, there's plenty of merch you can buy it on the on the website. There's also plenty of premium content uh, that you can buy, including the aforementioned signs commentary, which is yes. part of the. Uh, there's a four-hour uh, discourse of me talking about John Wick by myself <laughs> that uh, we're gonna post. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, and then you can email us at david at battleshippretension.com or tyler at battleshippretension.com. I'm on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Tyler's on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Tyler has another podcast. It's called More Than One Lesson. Is there anything going? 
going on there this week? Yeah, this uh, this week we're doing we're continuing our uh, mini sewed series about the more than one lesson top fifty as voted by our listeners, and so we. We did number 50, which is The Princess Bride, and now uh, this week we talk about number 49, which is Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Good, good choices. Yes. Um, Carl, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carl Hass. That's Carl with a K. If you've been picturing me as a C Carl this whole time, <laughs> fucking shame on you. That's K-A-R-L-H-E-S-S. I'm at Carl Hess on Twitter and Instagram. The podcast is at Yap Pod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. We do new episodes every Thursday. And uh, my website is carlhasscomedy.com. Well, thanks for coming on here. This is fucking so. It was a pleasure, guys. We will yeah. see you again in in five years, twenty twenty four, and I'll talk about John Wick three, which it will have come out four years previous. <laughs> I'm like, remember how good it was? It was so good. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.